there was some incredibly impressive artists last year. But, like, in my mind, there's no argument that Kendrick didn't win the title belt because the second most anticipated album of 2017 was the Kendrick Lamar album that didn't come out, <laughs> yeah. right? You're listening to It's All Dead, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. I'm Kyle Hawk. All right. Welcome to It's All Dead. Uh, it's a podcast about music. I'm Kyle Hawk, editor-in-chief at itsalldead.com. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Um, it's been a while since we've done a hip-hop episode, uh, which is crazy because we had an episode earlier this year with Cole Kushner of Dissect, uh, talking about Kanye West. And I think we gained a lot of new listeners that are really into hip-hop, and then we haven't done an episode on it in a while. So we had to get Brock Benefield back in the house, and uh, Brock is a good friend of mine. He likes to come on. We talk about hip-hop. We talk about Kanye. We talk about Kendrick. Uh, Brock, you're in the room. Hi. Hi. It's good to be back. Yeah. It is cold as hell. It's so cold. <laughs> and yet we're here to talk about hot rhymes. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, it's... I, when I think about hip-hop, like, my favorite, I don't know, season is, like, summer with rap music. You know yeah. what I mean? So it almost feels strange that you're here in a stocking cap and a beard and you're drinking a Sam Adams winter lager. Yeah. And <laughs> we're going to talk about rap music. So this is, you know, as good as time as any. I don't know. So we've got a lot to talk about. We did this episode last year, at the start of the year, called uh, Who Won the Hip-Hop Title Belt for 2016, where we gave a championship belt to Chance the Rapper for being the most, I don't know, important voice, interesting voice. I mean, all the... I feel like we didn't really specify the criteria, but like you know it when you see it or hear it um, for a rapper in a given year. So we're going to do that again. Um, but I think the discussion might be pretty easy. I, I don't know if we're going to have a big debate. Um, although there are, there are a few things to talk about in hip hop in 2017, but I'm really interested to talk about hip hop 2018 as well. It feels like we're going into this year, not really knowing anything about what's going to come out. We've got speculation. We kind of think we know some things that might happen, but it, I mean, what, what like solid in stone things are you aware of in hip hop? That are going to happen. Like, I don't know any albums for sure because the, the 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 two that you and I are most um, anticipating are Chance the Rapper and Kanye, and both of those are up in the air. So, right. uh, absent of those, I don't know um, like what releases we're really excited for. Yeah, um, and Childish Gambino is slated for uh, release this year, right? Oh, is that right? Interesting. Or is that something I saw on Twitter and then I've no, I wouldn't surprise me. Well, let's get it. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, let, let's start off with this. You know, when we gave, you know, last year when we gave the hip hop title belt out to Chance, we had a good discussion about it. There were a few different names involved there, but it, it was clear that Chance kind of owned the year. 2017, like, I, I tried, I've been thinking about this since we talked about doing this podcast. Like, how can I figure out a way to argue for somebody other than Kendrick? And I just couldn't find a good angle. There were some great albums last year, but I mean, honestly, like, how can we talk about this without, like, Kendrick absolutely taking the title bell and there's no discussion you know there's some incredibly impressive artists last year if you think about um the way cardi b ascended um if you just think about like migos as like just at the <laughs> yeah. forefront of of That's like true. atlanta rap music but like in my mind 
there's no argument that Kendrick didn't win the title belt because the second most anticipated album of 2017 was the Kendrick Lamar album that didn't come out, <laughs> yeah. right? Yep. And having the way that Damn delivered, um, it, there's just there's really kind of no question. I remember when we talked about Chance, the reason we, we loved Chance so much was he had the album come out, he had uh, the verse on um, Kanye's album, and then he had the SNL appearance. Yeah. And all those things kind of combined made him and, – and because it was such a star turn, mm-hmm. this guy that had been kind of more of a niche rap uh, rap star to turn into uh, a real mega star and to do it kind of through this this unique route that he did yeah. um, kind of made him a star. And, and Kendrick was just a little more traditional. It was like this is – he came out with a great album. He didn't have – I'm trying to think of another 2017 moment he had where he was uh, – kind of submitted his stardom. I don't know that he really had that. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. It's hard to identify some other moment, but damn was so incredible. And all the, everything around that release. I mean, when we did that podcast at the time, we still didn't even really know if that was going to be like the second album coming out. Right. Um, How often have you been revisiting damn at this point? Pretty often. Um, I'd say much more than I did to Pimp a Butterfly, which I think, which Mm. I, I would still argue. it's, It's tough to argue that to Pimp isn't a better album. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, it's Damn is such a fun album, and um, if you think maybe the third most anticipated album was the uh the the Damn re-release with the right. the, yeah. the, the, the backwards order, which is a fun one to check out as well. So, so I'll say this: I mean, we ranked Kendrick's album number one on our end of the year list. A lot of outlets did. That's you know, I, I talk about this all the time. It's one of my favorite times of the year, seeing all the the end of the year lists. So I was looking through a lot of them, and, you know, SZA was in a lot of those uh, top spots. But, I mean, damn, kind of like claim to the year. On, I think if you were to, you know, kind of add up or do the average, it kind of came out on top. But there was one outlet, and I can't remember for the life of me who it was now, that put 444 above damn. It was the only time I saw that. So let's talk about Jay-Z for a minute because we did a whole podcast on Jay-Z last summer and 444 was certainly a great album. We talked about like his whole second act coming about. Is there an argument to be made for Jay-Z? Because if we're going to talk about moments and owning a year, I mean, certainly 444 was a moment. But outside of that, I don't know if I can really talk myself into Jay-Z for 2017. Yeah, I think 444 is like a great addition to Jay-Z's Wikipedia page. You know, like it's... <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it was such an interesting concept for an album. It was well produced, and and he's really making a statement on the album. But as I get, you know, I think we're I'm trying to think how many months away we are from that album being released. But it just it it seems so much less consequential now than it did when mm-hmm. it released. Yeah. Uh, not to say we won't look back and say, man, this is a really a real fine piece of art. But it just doesn't have the staying power. Or I think in in the musical ambition than that a Kendrick Lamar album has. So I don't really think there is an argument. Is there something to be said for access to the album? Um, I, I know multiple people I've talked to this year who just said, yeah, I'm not really listening to it because I'm not on title and I don't really have the ambition to purchase it off iTunes or something. You know I mean? Damn, you can listen to anywhere. I mean, is there something to that? For that sure. A- and I think so many times whenever we talk about, I mean, this goes back to Kanye, we have some sort of dig at title being being a thing that we have to pay attention to. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for sure. I, but, I, you know, I, another, another, 
I think that that wouldn't have mattered as much if this wasn't a Jay-Z rebound album, you know? If yeah. this is the album, if 444 is coming out after the Black album, it would be, I think, a less, much less uh, of an issue. But yeah, yeah for, for an artist trying to regain a larger following, it's tough to put it, put it on a streaming service that, that limits you. Yeah. You know, if, it's, if Beyonce is releasing an album, probably not the same issue. Right. So let me make an argument for a couple other people. And I, I think we've pretty much decided that Kendrick is our, our title belt winner for 2017. But let's just play devil's advocate for a moment. Um, Future. This is a guy who put out, a, you know, basically two albums at once, um, both of which were extremely well received, both of which I like a lot. And if you want to talk about somebody like just cultural cachet right now, like Future has a lot. He was just on that really bad Taylor Swift song. But he's a guy that's showing up in a lot of different places. Um, and with kind of these two albums that were both well received that show like kind of this, these dual sides of him. I mean, there's, there's a complexity to future that's kind of building and a general interest that's building in him as a personality that I think kind of, you know, lifts him up a little bit where he's kind of in that upper echelon of artists that we're talking about at this point, right? But is that the only reason that he has sort of uh, worked his way into this conversation is because he's making more interesting music from um, in terms of his insight than he was maybe five years ago. Um, he's still a very talented artist, and it's and it's, but but I I just don't think it had in any way the same kind of cultural impact that Kendrick did. But the the one counterpoint that I would put to a to a Kendrick argument, it just it's kind of going back with what I said about Migos. It's hard to not have someone from Atlanta be holding the title belt, right? Because as a yeah. city, Atlanta is just unmatched right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think Future is is just is just not at that level. Yeah. Uh, what about Vince Staples? Um, this is so Big Fish Theory came out last year. We included that on our end of the year list as well. That was my second favorite rap album of the year. Mine as well. Now it flew under the radar in some ways. I almost felt. I mean, it, Vince Staples is clearly not trying to be a Kendrick, a Jay Z. Like he's a very unique artist in the way that he's approaching things. Um, and he's not a guy that, I, and at least in my mind of what I'm experiencing, a lot of radio play, a lot of, he's more of like the, gosh, I don't, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's almost like a new sort of thinking underground hip hop thing that he's kind of the, the four leader of right now. But you would have said the same thing about Chance two years ago. And it's just not like yeah. Vince Staples, like probably the worst thing that ever happened to Vince Staples career in terms of not getting a broader appeal was uh, Bill Simmons any given Wednesday getting canceled because <laughs> wow, he's such yeah. he's such a comedic star yeah um and I love the Big Fish Theory it was my second favorite album um and I love so much on that album and it, there's something about his voice uh, this is a quick tangent there's something about his voice you know how some people just have a voice that you can't stand and just you're just you just <laughs> like you just it, it, mm -hmm. it rubs you the wrong way. Vince yeah, Staples Brock is the is yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry to the listeners. <laughs> Vince Staples is the exact opposite. There's something that's just so oddly soothing and, and engaging with his voice and the way he raps. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, he just hasn't had um, he hasn't had that breakout moment that's kind of launched him into an, another level of stardom. So it, that's why it's kind of hard to. Um, put him on the level of Kendrick, although I don't think his album was nearly as interesting, um, but it was great. And, and I think it was summertime of six was the last one. And that yeah. was a really interesting album as well. It's what's interesting about him is that I, and I've seen a few interviews with him. He's just not interested in 
being involved, like being interviewed, being a personality. There was the Any Given Wednesday thing, which was different than what we've experienced from him. But it doesn't seem – I don't know if it's like he's not really jumping on opportunities or if people just aren't coming to him with those opportunities or what it is. But he's a really unique yeah, individual. He, I mean, he has, it's not like he's had a breakout track that's really um, – I don't know, that's, that's kind of cemented him in a, another tier. That may be a thing. Um, but he's hilarious and he's an incredible Twitter presence and he's kind of, so it's hard to say that this guy's not trying like part of his, his, his persona is, you know, he's pretty laid back and, yeah. um, but it's hard to say that this guy's not out there making an effort. And I kind of feel like, um, it's interesting because I think one of the other artists that we talked about at the beginning of last year, um, uh, because they had released an album on Christmas day was run the jewels yeah. and it's, and they're almost in a similar um, position um, what they just happened had what RT, RTJ3 didn't have a moment that kind of catapulted them in the next level and if you were asking me where I thought they might have been 18 months ago I thought they might have accelerated with um, with fans um, a little more than than what that last album because album was terrific it, it was my third favorite rap album of last year well, we talked a lot on this podcast last year about who's going to be the first group. I mean, Tribe Called Quest released that album right after the election that yeah. was like very vocal, very powerful. Um, we talked all year, like, you know, we're a year into the Trump administration now. Like, who's going to have the album? Who's going to have the American Idiot moment yeah. of this administration? Like, isn't isn't Run the Jewels like obvious, like an obvious choice to be that voice and... I don't know. Like, couldn't couldn't that have happened? Yeah, I mean, you would you would have thought RTJ three would have been um, the one to capture the moment. I think one of the more interesting things that we we that can slip under the that slipped under the radar last year, and something that we wouldn't talk about when we're when we're thinking about the title belt, was how political and uninteresting. Uh, Eminem's album was mm -hmm. and how that was you know he was very actively trying to take that title and seize the moment um, but it's just a thing people ignored I mean I haven't even yeah. listened to that entire album right that's a perfect example of the moment being bigger than the actual album itself right yeah. he had the uh, freestyle verse on the BET awards and then that was kind of it but I wonder when I think back of all the artists um, that I was so into during the Bush administration, when when rap became really political, at a time when more conscious rap was getting um, wider recognition, I almost wonder if because um, Trump has lowered the the level of discourse as a country, if rap hasn't followed, like has he made rap dumber? You know, if everyone just assumes the president, everyone just assumes all your favorite rappers hate the president and have the same opinion, like is there? Uh, a reason for more nuanced discourses. Wow, if you think about like conscious rap of the early 2000s, it was addressing the president, but it was also um, political and popular in a way rap hadn't been for a long time. And it could be generally political and it didn't have to necessarily address specific issues. And it all seemed like um, a, a, an opposition to the current administration. Whereas, whereas now it just seems like the rap landscape is different. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that, did you think it, I wasn't here to make good points? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I, uh, you always catch me off guard with your uh, intelligence and wit. Um, no, that's that's actually really fascinating. 
And that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, that and put in that context, I mean, we may be waiting for this moment music-wise that just doesn't come. Um, but, of course, we, there's still time for it. And I, it's still possible that, you know, the first quarter of this year we could see something along those lines. Uh, one last name I want to bring up from 2017 was Tyler, the creator, because I don't think that he got enough recognition at the end of the year. And I, I even feel bad about us not uh, talking about him more, but it's all dead. But uh, Flower Boy is an incredible album. This is a guy who has turned a huge corner in terms of just, I think, the overall perception of him as an artist um, in a really beautiful and encouraging way. Um, I've, I've always respected Tyler as a rapper. Um, I've had issues with certain things about him, whether it be the homophobia or otherwise, but he's kind of come into his own and kind of embraced, I think, the perception people have of him and his own ability to kind of grow as an artist and a person. And that was something this year that I think uh, flew under the radar a little bit. I don't know how you felt about him or if you even have any Tyler, the creator thoughts. I have no, I didn't even listen to his album. So, um, and I just wonder what it would take for someone like me to get back into Tyler, not get back into Tyler, but to get into Tyler, the creator. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he does have a sort of tarnished reputation for, I think people I'm 30 years old and like, <laughs> For people my age, like it was, it was hard to get into early Tyler, Tyler the Creator stuff. Right. So I don't know how you, I don't know how he's going to recapture um, and make fans out of people who already come in to his music with a lot of baggage. Yeah, well, he that may have been his moment last year, you know. Um, and if it was, you know, hopefully some some there's still some time for some people to pick up on that. And I know it got a lot of end of the year love, but certainly um, was one of the, uh, the the quieter moments of the year. So are we ready to talk about Kanye or oh oh one last thing that I cuz you know last year we were so we were so taken by the timing of Tribe Called Quest and the content of that album the fact it was a hit and when we think about um kind of older artists making a comeback how cool because I know you're a fan of the Roots too how cool is it to see that the Black Thought freestyle was one of the biggest things that happened in rap in 2017. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that was uh, I meant to bring that up. You had texted me about that. It was perfect. I mean, it, and it made sense. It fit the moment. Everybody understood it. It just felt like this really authentic, awesome thing that like hip hop fans just embraced. Like the fact that he's like, I think. Gosh, I've, I have some thoughts about this, and I'm trying to think about how to phrase it. You know, the Jimmy Fallon show thing kind of, like, makes has made it weird for me, I guess. Really? When what, I think what, about The Roots. What? Why Why has it made it weird for you? I guess because, for me, you know, when I was in high school and college, The Roots were such a unique social voice mm-hmm. in terms of hip-hop. I mean, they they were part of that conscious hip hop movement before oh, for sure. before there was a conscious hip hop movement, right? So when I think about the, I don't watch Jimmy Fallon. Um, I mean, I'll watch some YouTube clips from time to time, but I'm not like actively watching the the Jimmy Fallon show. But the idea that this group that I had uh, that was so important for my own development growing up in terms of understanding just social issues and and hip hop as a culture that is now like the backing band for the Jimmy Fallon show. And it is it in particular because it's Jimmy Fallon? Like, let's imagine that the Roots are uh, the backing band for Seth Meyers. Or let's say Michael Che gets a late night show. Well, the yeah, that's band. I, yeah, I guess that would it. Would it, it. kind of change things? Because I think part of the issue that we have 
with that show is the fact that it's it's intentionally depoliticized. Right. It's intentionally um, avoiding social commentary to make everyone comfortable, and that was never something that that was present in the Roots music. Yeah, so I think for people like me, that was what made you know his freestyle moments in the past year like so relevant of like and refreshing of like oh yeah this is what I loved about this group. This is what I loved about him. It was just kind of a I don't know. It was a great thing. I just love that. Um, I mean, the, the reason that I enjoy the fact that they're on television every night is it's kept them, um, it's kept them in uh, the zeitgeist. I think it's it's introduced a lot of younger fans to their albums, which That's are true. just incredible albums. Oh, no but, question. Uh, there was something that Black Thought did. It was it was it was like with um, the Harvard Business School or some sort of. Uh, conference where he was it was he was it was he was a speaker and he did another freestyle and it was unbelievable and i just wonder like with all with this clip and, and some of his others if, if he's not going to go down in history as of one of the great if not the greatest freestyle rap artists and it's so fun to see him because you know if the roots release an album it's just not gonna it's not gonna be in the conversation when we talk about right bell but it's fun to see them um it's kind of in the conversation of the most exciting things that happened in yeah. rap last year. And I remember I saw them a couple of years ago at North Coast Festival in Chicago, and they still put on such a great live show. Yeah. And he's still such a compelling artist, and it's, just, it's great. You know, maybe that – I should have thought about this. This would have been really clever to have, like, the freestyle when the hip-hop title belt. Because for someone like me that kind of grew up with hip-hop, it's been so refreshing – and fun to see. And I wasn't really into the, I mean, the Eminem freestyle, whatever, but freestyle moments, like these authentic moments this year, there were a lot of them that really resonated in a way that, you know, freestyle underground hip hop hasn't in a long time, yeah. you know, cause I remember growing up, what was so exciting about hip hop for me in high school, like going to shows and outside in the parking lot of people in the circle, like the cypher circles with people freestyling. Like there's a really like authentic, just ground roots hip hop thing happening there. Yeah. Like a, it's a cultural movement. It's a moment that broke out, right? Yeah. And so like seeing it like this, I don't know. It was just, it, that was a cool thing this year. Whereas Eminem was just, it was, it was, it's real awkward. I mean, <laughs> it was like very, I think, is that why his album didn't do well? Like, I mean, really, if anyone watched the entire freestyle, like, how were you not a little uncomfortable by the end? Like, I yeah, love what I mean, he's trying to do. I, I respect the attempt. But the fact that it happened during an award show and it was, like, filmed and it was, like, a beautiful shot and it just felt so, like, you need to have it recorded on a cell phone. Like, it just, you know. Everything about it was weird. Uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I mean, you had to say you liked it because he was, you know, yeah. dissing yeah, Trump or whatever. But, like, as a hip-hop fan, I know I've seen Eminem freestyle and I know he can do better as a rapper, for one. Uh, two, what irked me is the immediate response of like, oh, you know, Eminem is the first big artist to slam Trump. I'm like, did nobody listen to the Tribe Called Quest album? I'm like, what? How How did that happen? How did Eminem get credit for this? Uh, I, there was just a lot of things about it that I was just not not crazy about. But The, the one tragedy, <laughs> the one real tragedy of the uh, Eminem freestyle was the fact that you and I can no longer invite Keith Olbermann to do these podcasts with us. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had the tweet pulled up right now so we could read it. But if it was, if there was a title belt for the most uncomfortable moment in rap yeah. music in 2017, it what, by what, far went to, to Keith Olbermann. What was it? it? Was something like I I've never really acknowledged hip hop as an art form. Yeah, 
Eminem's freestyle has made me rethink things. It's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, Keith. <laughs> Did you not listen to hip-hop at all in like the 80s or 90s? Apparently really? not. That's really Apparently strange. I pulled up a uh, tweet here. Um, it kind of lists out some of the... Uh, it's from uh, at Daily Lao, which I don't even know is a reputable... It may not even be a reputable website. So, I don't know. But uh, Travis Scott, Drake, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Pusha T, Kanye, obviously. These are all artists that might have albums come out. Um, there's been a long-rumored Kanye and Kid Cudi album. Wouldn't that be interesting if that's the thing that comes out? Schoolboy Q, uh, just Migos, J. Cole, Childish Gambino, Frank Ocean. Who knows if that's actually what will happen? But um, that's a lot of interesting artists. And I, I want to real quick um, touch on ASAP Rocky, because I don't know if you remember like five, six years ago, there really was a converse, the popular conversation around rap music was ASAP Rocky and Kendrick Lamar were the two hottest artists to come out in a long mm-hmm. time. And ASAP Rocky was really going to be the Jay-Z of this generation, and Kendrick was going to be the Nas. And not only has uh, ASAP Rocky's career not been what we assumed it would be, but uh, Kendrick Lamar has sort of captured um, uh, the, the the popular rap discourse in a way I think you and I are surprised by. Um, are you excited by an ASAP Rocky album in 2018? No. All right, and that's been the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, for me, sure, I'd listen to it, but uh, it's just not at the same level of some of the other names you listed off there yeah. for me personally. I don't have anything against ASAP Rocky, and I'll certainly check out an album if it comes out, but it's just not, at this point, something that I'm overly interested in. But, you know, hip-hop has surprised me before, so you just you just never know. Yeah, it's just fascinating that that didn't that career didn't pan out like we thought it would. Yeah, but that's, you know, you could say that about so many. That's that's a thing that happens. Yeah. I mean, people have moments. Hip-hop, and I know somebody could argue like, well, this happens in rock or this happens in country or whatever. I, I don't think it's the same as hip-hop. Like, you can have a true moment. You can truly capture the attention of a wide audience. But hip-hop is a certain genre that allows you a moment, but it's not something that is easy to translate into like a career. Sure. You know what I mean? Nicki Minaj is an example of that. For better or for worse, I mean, we could, we, I, I'm not trying to throw her under the bus. I'm just talking about there's a thing where it's the moment sometimes can eclipse the opportunity for, for more of that, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Nicki Minaj, I mean, and, and moments, Cardi B had probably the, the fastest, most interesting ascension of anyone in 2017 and she's undoubtedly um a remarkably skilled rapper Mm -hmm. which is exciting for someone who basically became famous as a reality star and like an instagram model yeah and i wonder um what you do you have hopes that she can turn an interesting start into like a real juggernaut of a career yeah of course i do and i think it's only a matter of time before you know, there's a a female presence in hip hop that is going to be at that point. You know what I mean? Where there there's enough because that's and it's been a longstanding problem in hip hop for a long time, right? That you know the female artist isn't going to get the the same opportunity to have that voice. So I think we're certainly hitting a time where where that could be a reality, and I, I would love to see it happen. I, I love Cardi B. I think she's a great artist, and uh, I'm excited to see you know, what she's capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, I hate to compare one uh, female rapper to another, 
but it you know you and I have been vocal on this podcast about um how we 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 kind of hoped for more out of Nicki Minaj's career at, at times right. she was one of um in our opinion both of our opinions one of the most exciting rappers uh that was making music and it would just be cool if uh Cardi B is able to sustain able to put together some great albums able to like be in the contention for the the title belt uh, because she is like Vince Sables, she is hilarious and she's got something interesting to say and she's yeah. unapologetic in a way that makes so many of our favorite rap artists. Yeah. So I was, well, the, I was excited to see that happen this there's year. There's going to come a day and I, I I feel shitty even now like talking about Nicki Minaj because, you know, here's my own analysis of this situation when she certainly had a solid career. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a time where we're going to look back and be like, oh, damn, like look at all these artists that we missed or that we <clears> didn't yeah. take seriously. Uh just because of their gender, right? So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's an exciting thing for hip hop going forward is looking for those new voices and kind of and bringing those to the forefront. Yeah, um, I'm going back to that tweet you were just reading off. You read off Drake, and it's hilarious to me that like we're going through the 2017 title belt. Drake put out more life. We didn't even like talk about it. Or yeah, mention we listened it. to it. Like, is uh, yeah, we listened to it, but it didn't come up in the conversation. Like, are we? What is Drake now other than the guy that puts out an album, a playlist, a mixtape of 20 songs every year that we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's Drake is like uh, Drake is like uh, Modern Family in 2018, right? Like it happens a lot. <laughs> Even you've known about it since like 2009 and it's always okay. It's never bad. Um, but are you are you voting for Modern Family to win in the Emmys, you know? Wow. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Drake, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not excited for Drake in 2018. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll listen, listen to, to it. it. We, I enjoyed the the yeah, I enjoyed what he put out this year. Just... I liked Blim a lot. Yeah, I, just... nobody liked that song except I, for me. I, no, I liked it. That was a good song. It's good background music. Um, all right, 2018. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Kanye. I texted you before the end of the year of like, hey, did you know Kid Cudi and Kanye are dropping an album on New Year's Eve? Um, didn't happen. That's not surprising. These things never come when we expect they will. Is there a Kanye and Kid Cudi album? If not, is there a Kanye album coming? If not, is he a new model for uh, North Face coats? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Wait, so it's, we're it's, recording it's, this on the day of, of the, the images of him and the... And the coat and the laptop, but what, what's what's going to happen with Kanye in twenty eighteen? Are you hoping for something? Or are you like trying to like quell your anticipation? Kyle, I think we know by now not to make any sort of predictions when it comes to national political elections or Kanye West. <laughs> Those are the two things you and I have often been very wrong about. Yes, so I have true. no idea what's going to happen. But the fact that today we did see a picture of him smiling with the laptop, walking into a music studio. I so hope that we get a Kanye yeah. album this year, but I have no clue. Yeah, and it would be very—it would be fascinating if we got a Kanye and Kid Cudi album. I just can't imagine that happening. I mean, he's only made one collaborative album, and that was um, uh, a victory lap in superstardom, which right. uh, album with Kid Cudi very much would not be. That's true. Um, but the kind of duet hip hop album has become a thing. Yeah. So that's, that's something. 
And two, I remember talking about this when we did that very first Kanye podcast back in like 2014 that like a Kid Cudi Kanye album was like my dream scenario. Yeah. Like I, I would love it. Would it be a big deal? I don't know. I mean, it would it would be a big deal because it's Kanye. You know what I mean? But don't you um, think he would make – he would much quicker make a album with like The Weeknd than he would Kid Cudi? I mean I know he with, he's got ties to Kid Cudi um, going back to the beginning of his career. But that seems like such an – an odd move for someone that thinks about the way his music is marketed and promoted. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Would you rather hear a Weekend album than a Kid Cudi album? Absolutely not. I would much rather see, uh, much rather hear a Kid Cudi album. But there's nothing that tells me that Kanye is interested in collaborating with an artist who has, um, in the last in, you know, in, in years, hasn't hasn't been in um, the conversation for some of the top um, R and B artists. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, whatever happens, I'm, I'm ready to accept it for what it is. You know what I mean? We've gone up and down with him so many times at this point. We've had so many conversations about how to think about it. Um, but let me ask you this, how, and how fascinating would it be? We talk about like, when is the album of this administration, like the, the punk album of this administration going to drop? What if Kanye ends up being that album? One, are we able to fully embrace it because of what we already know or have decided or thought about his interactions with Trump or any of that stuff? Like, is there a possibility that Kanye has something to say at this point in time that resonates in that way? Not only do I think he has something to say that will resonate in that way, but I think when we go into the 2018 midterms, when we think about Wisconsin and Michigan and Ohio, he's going to turn all those states blue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, well, I, no, I do think. I mean, there's there's no artist that we want to hear his opinions on Trump more than the guy who, during Trump's transition, was going to Trump Tower to take meetings. <laughs> you know, that's a fast. He has a fascinating, if not very problem per, uh, perspective on all of this. So yeah. yes, absolutely, I want to hear it. Of course, he has something to say about it. He has a lot to say. I'm sure we'll get a 10 minute speech at an award show just about what he will say. And of course. He's the next in line to be president. So <laughs> what he says has international consequences. So, but, <laughs> I mean, we talked about when the life of Pablo came out, that was one of the things we were talking about. What does Kanye have anything left to say? Right. And are you fine if he doesn't? Politically? No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, by anything, I have nothing. I, there's not much else in his life that I can think of um, that I'm eager to hear him talk about and i would have said the same thing in 2012 before Jesus came out so i mean he can always surprise us um but all that he's done in his in his last year is kind of be mostly quiet and have a child so yeah. i don't know you know it, it if he has something to say it's hard to predict yeah all right uh let's talk about oh you about to say something no go ahead all right um, I mean, who? What album are you most excited for this year? You list off a whole list of things. Is there something there that like you are really amped for, or really hoping comes? Well, it's more than just the album, but by far, the most exciting thing about 2018 is going to be the year that Donald Glover has. Because mm-hmm. if we get, if we get, we have, a, we know we're getting Atlanta, another season of Atlanta. Yep. We're getting a Han Solo movie, which. May not be very good, but we're getting a Han Solo right. movie, and hopefully he's amazing in it. And we might be getting the last Childish Gambino right. album. So all those three three things together, um, I wouldn't be shocked 
if we're back here in a year talking about Childish Gambino as the the, the guy that that held the the rap title belt. Finally, I feel like I've been trying to talk you into Donald Glover like since we've known each other. Like yeah. that's been my quest. Um, and I'm really shocked to hear you say all this because uh, I feel like you've always been a little lukewarm on him. So thank you. Um, I'm excited too. So the la- let's talk about that. The last Childish Gambino. I mean, he said that at a concert last year, like some festival that like the next Childish Gambino album was going to drop in in 2018. I don't, how serious do you take that? Is that a real thing? I don't know. I, I don't know how. I don't know how serious he's. He's not been someone. Um, that's um that's kind of gone down that road before i mean it, it, he's not as his, he's not the kind of unreliable narrator that kanye west is sure so like why wouldn't we believe him you know i mean he certainly had different uh promotion tactics in the past yeah. uh but never something quite like that so well let me ask you this if if he's if that's the album you're most excited for this year if he's the person you're most excited to talk about for somebody that's been relatively lukewarm on his music what makes you say that from well, a musical standpoint? Um, one of the most exciting things is we have no idea what kind of album it will be. Right. Um, so it may not even be eligible for the conversation. I've definitely liked, liked his music in the past. It's, it's I've, I've, I would, I would, I would push back on the idea that I've been lukewarm on Childish Gambino. Okay. I really like his music. Um, but he's such an interesting artist, and I think the fact that he'll be um, at the center of the cultural conversation in so many different ways um, makes really amplifies what he has to say and the kind of music he's going to make on this album. Yeah. I mean, he's truly one of the most talented people that we have in terms of music and acting and just, like, his personality. Um, he's he's a fascinating artist in a, in a multitude of ways. So I was listening this past weekend, actually, threw on uh, the vinyl uh, because of the internet. I was listening back to that album. I was so high on that album in 2013 when it came yeah. out. It's so much to take in. Like it's just a, it's a, uh, it's almost work to to you know go through that album. But I still love it. I, I mean, and that when you put that against "Awaken My Love," which is a completely different experience of an album, against like what he does with Atlanta. I mean, this is a guy who almost can't lose. Like no matter what he does, I mean, he's that talented. And the two things when we we talk about. Um artists that we might consider for the the rap title belt the two things that kendrick lamar and childish gambino have in common is they're, they're so much beyond rap artists they're really um part of an elite group that you would call the voices of our generation and that's mm-hmm. such an extraordinary thing to have two artists in rap that that are so clearly speaking to um an entire generation of people yeah for sure and and gambino's been that from the start i mean even when you go back to camp or the those yeah. early mixtapes and tracks that dropped i mean it was very clearly like laser aimed at a certain audience that was sure. very into it so no yeah i'm excited for that too um are you excited for a j cole album i mean it happens like taxes you know like it'll be fine <laughs> I, I i enjoy um um from a production standpoint I think the, the, some of the, the most recent work he's put out has been his most interesting. I mean, I'm just it's it's, it's odd because Jay Cole I think is a couple years older than I am, but um, I still feel like he appeals more to like to like 24 and, and under, Jay Cole's know. in his 30s. Yeah, man, he's like 32 years old. Crazy. Yeah, he's an old man, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he could be sitting the, here with us. I know him and Keith Olbermann. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? 
Keith Oberman will have a conversation with J. Cole in 2018. Is that something that's going to happen? I don't think so. No. Uh, didn't Keith Oberman, like, just move out of Trump Tower not that long I had, ago? I have, yeah. I know I know he had a, he, yeah. I, I think it's been a few years, but. Keith Oberman got way more mentions in this podcast than I expect. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, I don't know. Is there anyone else we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about Migos? I mean, we talked. To, I mean, <laughs> should we have seriously considered Migos for the yes, title? You have to seriously consider well, Migos. Then make the argument. I don't have an argument to make. They're awesome. Their music is great. Um, do you have like what's what do you think is the the thesis of Migos' career so so far? I have no idea. You know, like they're I gr- mean, they're so fun. Your mom probably knows who Migos is, right? Yeah, it's that level. So. It's almost just like one of the. I'm trying to think of what to compare it to off the top of my head, but it's a, it's a cultural like buzzword sort of thing that's happening. I don't know if it's it, kind of like Cash Money in the the sure. late '90s. You yeah, know, like it that. was very. I mean, I don't, that's actually I don't know. That's a, kind of a problematic comparison because there were some really interesting stuff on the um, first Juvenile album. But um, was there no interesting stuff? To happen from Migos. No, I'm sure they'll, they'll make interesting music. We probably aren't giving them a fair shake. I think in part because they are so popular and um, they do, they're just, they're dominating radio rotation. But And of course, remember last year when Donald Glover was accepting, was it his Emmy or Golden mm-hmm. Globe and he shouted out Migos? That bougie, I mean, yeah. like, there you go. Like they make that. incredible music. No one's saying that they, they don't, but um, yeah, they're just, they're, they're just kind of fun, I think, more than than than. Um, I don't know that they'll have the lasting impact of a Charles Gambino yeah. or a Kendrick Lamar. I agree with that. Or Keith Olbermann. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? What have we not covered? Have we I feel like. Oh, who do you think? This is so, so hard to pick. But do you think there will be a comeback artist? In 2017, we talked about Ooh. Eminem, despite, you know, it was a little shaky. We've, of course, talked about Jay-Z and Black Thought. Um, is Who could have a comeback in 2018? Wow. Maybe that's one I should have asked you before the podcast. Oh, that's but, a great question. I mean, is ASAP Rocky the guy that we're talking about saying, man, you know, it really looked like his career was over and there wasn't going to be anything else? Is that the guy that, that bounces back in a way? That's interesting. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Like I said, I, I'm totally open to it. I just don't know... How to process it at this point, unless something like really amazing happens, and so I mean, certainly that could be a situation uh, where you could see that. Um, Does Biz Markey come out of retirement? <laughs> drop an incredible Jermaine album? Dupree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm you know you know me. I would love to see Nas have a moment. Oh, wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. I mean, I think about a lot of things that he was involved in. Just, I mean, he's always in it. He was on the. He had a great interview on the uh, any given wednesday show with bill simmons we talked about that yeah. earlier uh he was involved in that documentary on uh dr dre um what was the name of that i can't uh oh my know. gosh i can't remember it either the uh something ones yeah the defiant ones the defiant ones yeah so Nas was part of that he's he's almost like this voice now that like the the grandfather sitting back sure. in the chair and, and reflecting but I, I always hold out hope that Nas has like one last great album in him. I don't know. Do you have anybody off the I have top no of your idea. head? No, I, I'm I am very interested in um seeing the kind of year that ASAP Rocky has. I do think it'll be fascinating if this is the year that 
as a culture, we pay far less attention to a Kanye West album if one indeed comes out. I mean, if you think about the lasting impact of Pablo, it is Chance the Rapper's Breakout, it's the Taylor Swift controversy, and it's the um, the, the comments that he made uh, on that tour about yeah. Jay-Z and, you know, all, all the things that didn't revolve around the music. And Kanye West has always been an artist that's allowed and has encouraged other artists to shine on his album, but we don't think about that album um, in the same way that we do the others, even though that album was on the level with a lot of the work he's put out. And I, and I just wonder if all the controversy didn't take its final toll on Life of Pablo and the buildup to the next album will will be half as interesting as it, as the Pablo buildup was. You know, I've been thinking about that for quite a while, and and we've talked about that before, just in conversation. I of what is the moment, right, where the interest just isn't there on a mass scale, and it's bound to happen. And I'll use an analogy. Um, I think about this. I don't know why I have this memory. You ever? think about how like you have memories from childhood and stuff but like this random thing sticks out and you're like why would i remember that yeah so in high school i was in a pe class and one day for pe we i'm guessing the teacher just didn't feel good didn't want to maybe he was hung over i don't know <laughs> but it's one of those things we're all gonna sit in a room and watch a movie <laughs> puts the vhs tape in um and it was a like one of the and this is really bad it's one of those nfl movies on like big hits you know like guys just <laughs> getting concussed <laughs> and it starts off it's just like these clips are just hit after hit after hit of like guys getting slammed everybody's going oh 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 and suddenly it's happening for a while and suddenly i realize it's just me and one other guy going oh when a hit happens right and i'm just like oh damn everybody else stopped you know what i mean I feel like that's going to be you and me with Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> like that moment is coming where we realize we're the only ones left in the room. Oh my gosh. Is that... I think that's, I will be in the bunker <laughs> recording the last dispatches of the Kanye West era. <laughs> Maybe we can convince oh, Keith Olbermann to get down here with us. Otherwise it's, it's yeah, we'll keep talking about him until it stops. I apologize to everybody for having my second beer before <laughs> doing this conversation. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, I don't know. I still feel like he's got another one in him from a, just a, a cultural standpoint that people are going to be really interested in. He did, he did some damage leading up to the life of Pablo. There's no question about that, but I still think there's a possibility that, I don't know, something special could happen. Well, you know, he had such, we forget that he, he, even after, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out, he still had done, um, so much damage to his public reputation and really for the first time mm-hmm. in that era that it made sense that in 2011 that he and Jay-Z would come out with an album. Because uh, Jay Z had such a much more sterling reputation, he was yeah. putting out much less interesting mu- music with Blueprint Blueprint Three. But Blueprint Three was the first kind of like um, classic rap. I get to tour with all my, you know, I have this incredible catalog, and it made sense that he would pair with Kanye um, to, to help his reputation and, 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 and as well to do this mega tour. And uh, Jay Z's selling tickets again. He's back mm-hmm. in in in, in <clears throat> The zeitgeist, 
and he has real issues with Kanye, wouldn't it be the most interesting thing either of them could do with their careers than to make a joint album in 2018? No, I've thought about that as well, but I almost like the idea. I mean, and I, I would certainly, we would lose our minds. Uh, we would do a podcast about it if it happened. But there's a part of me that wants, uh, there's a part of me that wants the original Watch the Throne to just live as sort of a time capsule of that moment. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I don't, yeah, I, there's nothing that's sacred about that album to me that wouldn't, because of the moments that wouldn't make another Watch the Thrones album, um, Watch the, Watch the Throne album really fascinating. No, I know that it's not the album itself. Nothing is sacred to me about Watch the Throne either, but the sacredness was the moment, the idea that that was happening. You know what I mean? Like that. I don't know if that would be as meaningful in 2018 as it was in 2018. Oh, it's well, I think because there's personal conflict, I think it would be meaningful. Mm -hmm. It it probably wouldn't. um, I mean, that's, that's, it's definitely for something for two guys in their thirties to say, Um, it may not be meaningful on the level on, on the cultural level that we like, but, um, They've had they've had there's few rap relationships that are as interesting as Jay Z and Kanye, yeah, and to have them work out their differences on an album like it was a Mark Maron podcast interview <laughs> would just be, yeah, I mean, we would we would that would yeah okay we would love it you I know think you sold me, all right let's do it watch the throne two dropping in 2018, <laughs> all right man. So we're giving the title belt to Kendrick. Uh, we're wide open for 2018. Anything could happen. Are we wide open for 2018? Or I just feel like uh, if a chance if a chance album comes out, that's um, if a chance album comes out, that's most likely to be the um, the biggest rap album moment. I think Childish Gambino could sneak in there because he could have you know he has so much going on beyond music. But, I mean, if Chance comes out with music, aren't we kind of inching the belt over toward him? Probably. But just remember that the whole reason we started this conversation was because of that Complex article, right? That yeah. gave the you know best rapper alive in each year. And as you go through that, there's certainly trends that happen, but there's always a surprise. There's things in there where you're like, oh, man. DMX 1998 like what the that's fuck? not a surprise that was a great choice no I know I know it was but in 1998 you weren't really sure. expecting that that was going to happen right sure. so there's always the chance that somebody is there that we're aware of now and we know has talent could usurp the cultural narrative that we've already like started writing for 2018 you know that's what I love about hip-hop it's definitely know. not gonna be Drake <laughs> it's just not gonna be Drake He's listening now. He's like, "Man, I'm I'm coming out firing yeah. all cylinders." So just staring out, wondering, <laughs> wondering when the art is going to come. <laughs> Brock, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Uh, whenever the Kanye albums drops, we're going to be back on this talking about it. But um, it's always fun having you on. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Thanks for having me. It's always great to be here. That's going to do it for this episode of the Assault Ed Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. Um, and then visit our website. It's all dead.com. Uh, a lot of awesome stuff coming up. We've got, uh, some big albums coming out pretty soon that we're going to have some content up on. Of course, we've always got the latest news, event coverage. So come check us out. It's all dead.com. That's going to do it for now. 
uh, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the It's All Dead podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then visit us at itsalldead.com for the latest music news, reviews, and much more. 